Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Product Stories. In this episode, we have Niket Kamath, who's a product designer at Onjuno. For the past one year, he has worked on various products and designed them as well. In this episode, we'll be talking about various topics like building and designing a fintech product for the US, building and designing a Corona tracker, and business competency for designers, and etc. I'm your host, Kaushik Mulli, and you're listening to Product Stories. Hey Niket, uh, super glad to have you on Product Stories. Uh, welcome, man. Welcome. Uh, been looking forward to this episode for quite some time, and it's finally happening. We decided to do this quite some time ago. Uh, but before yeah. we just get started with everything, why don't you go ahead and like you know introduce yourself to the audience? So hey, Kaushik, uh, pretty excited to be here, and you know I hope this our convo helps all the listeners also. So yeah, a little bit about me. I am, you know, currently working at Onjuno as a product designer. I also worked on the other product, Nova Exchange, before, and yeah. So my day pretty much, you know, revolves around design, product, even like psychology, and you know, like I also like to spend some time reading about gamification and stuff. Mm-hmm. Great, great. um something which you know i i have been really looking forward to since we plan to you know make a podcast episode is to talk about uh the corona tracker which you built in you know 2020 just just when the pandemic yeah. hit so and and not just building the tracker but actually scaling it up to like you know 5 million users and if i'm not wrong you also like you know uh uh you you also made it live again during 2021 uh, to to help with yeah. you know finding the adequate resources and everything so i would definitely love it if you could talk about that sure sure yeah so yeah first of all thanks to all the people who are involved in corona tracker you know like a lot of folks played their part and that's how we could you know get to like serving so many other people so i think when we started corona tracker right the main thing was to help people but in return we just got a lot of help you know to understand how to build products and how to scale it to like millions of users so yeah so me and three of my friends we were at a bits hackathon and then we decided to you know build corona tracker and at that time i think only there were two cases in india which were in kerala so we thought this was going to be a bigger problem much later and we took our inspiration from the john hopkins university ka dashboard and we made like a mobile version of it and initially we launched like a pwa so that it so a progressive web app which would you know work for all the users even android ios and we didn't have to build like an app and users can even you know add it that add it to the home screen so it's not an issue going to the web browser again and again and opening the app and I think the first problem statement that we encountered was people back then didn't have like a go-to platform to, you know, get like the verified data, and it was not even a big deal back then because there were only two cases. People were not scared. So once the you know the anxiety started building up, people you know were looking to get go to, go to a dashboard wherein they can see like the verified data. But as time passed, what happened is. you know the number of cases were not scaring them enough and then they were not worried about india ka cases they were worried more about their safety and their area so it was not about the numbers after a while it was more about who is the nearest case to me 
so that's when we started working on a, on like a, a map with like thermal heat map so basically it gave all the data points of you know which area is like mostly you know mostly contaminated with coronavirus and stuff like that so after a point even people you know uh, then another wave of problem came which was about you know just tackling the fake news so many people were spreading any rumors then even i think some higher authorities started giving out false numbers and stuff just to lessen the panic in people so we started another way of you know uh, maybe like using whatsapp telegram and twitter to share like verified data with like daily stats and everything so we after that problem statement i think like personal safety became a smaller issue then financial safety people started uh, you know losing their jobs and we also collaborated with some folks which you know wherein we would post jobs on our website and people can also apply to them or if suppose they have any jobs they can even apply like job openings on our website so as we worked on it the problems kept changing in the users journey and also we during this whole time we participated in the hackathons so we got to know a lot of you know other like minded folks with we with whom we can collaborate with and also yeah so that was one main reason you know how we went about solving the problems and also recently as you mentioned we restarted it again you know during the second wave wherein we would just help people get to verified resources and amplify their you know whatever needs so whatever they wanted we would just amplify it from our twitter account and yeah so during all of this you know there were some news media publications about us some you know big people in the industry tweeted about us we also did some growth hacks and stuff which you know gave us a lot of users but i think the main reason which helped us scale a lot to you know almost serving around like 7 million now in the second wave i mean overall to now like around 7 million people and around i think 10000 android app downloads is the main reason is i think we could understand the problems when they were changing in the users journey and we were quick enough to act on it so yeah i think all these things right you know uh, the you know news publications people tweeting about us all the growth hacks that we did helped us scale but i think the main thing that helped us scale the best is just understanding at what time what the problems were so you know introducing numbers when they were important introducing the map when it was important and second thing is we didn't make it all about ourselves so we were open to collaborating with people and i think like this was a, such a big problem we couldn't have done it ourselves so we never made it about ourselves then also i think it was an important understanding to know when to have like a converging approach and when to have like a diverging approach and what i mean by that is as designer sometimes you know we think about the small things first like let's say if you want to add any feature to the tracker we would think about you know how the whole navigation would be or how the user comes to this page or something so we did not waste much time at that time we had like a very uh, converging approach when we started off with the bigger thing and then we you know decided about the navigation and everything later 
so as a designer that was like a good learning to me you know when to think in this way and when to think in that way and yeah i think these were like the main learnings that we had while building corona tracker you know that helped us scale it to a lot of users definitely man i mean it it was more than just that it was it was like a brilliant initiative which uh you and uh, the people you were collaborating which you took forward um mm-hmm. and and I, i'm sure like you know uh it it was super helpful for people along the way um i mean that that's like definitely the reason you were able to scale it to so many users and as you said right always understanding the users needs and understanding the users problems mm-hmm. first and keeping them uh right in the front and you know right at the top of priority list i think i think that's that's what really helped you and your team to build like a great tracker um uh, like you know talking about users talking yeah. about projects let's let's probably you know talk about something which both of us are working on right now which is uh building a product um uh, which is on juno uh it's it's an i mean uh, just to give audience some context it's a, it's a neo bank uh and we are building from india for us audience uh so so one of the things which you know uh, all of us uh, when we get started face a problem is that how do we relate how do we try to understand things related to the us how do we build a product while being in india for the us when majority of majority of majority of our team has never been to the us so uh, why why don't you go ahead and and you know talk about your side of the story and then i'll probably add my points sure so yeah so uh so talking about on juno right i think i am lucky enough to have worked on both the apps that we were building one was a us focused app one was an india a uh, focus type which was new so i think one really great understanding i you know learned about building for us and building for india is that in the end the problems which people have are almost like they are the same but they are still very different because they value different things and the way they go about solving their problem is different for example if it's you know some something like mcdonalds they have like they are in us as well as india but the way they go about serving the indian audience is much different with a different menu so i think the indian audience values are much different thing if it's if it's something like netflix they would have like different plans for india like a 199 mobile plan so indian people i think don't value that much or you know they have different ways to solve their problems wherein they don't focus much on exclusivity the brand and everything so they just want content in the end of the day and once that is solved they are okay with the whole thing so yeah i think that was one you know great understanding to like how things work in india and how things work in the us so knowing that people are different i think the most useful thing that we have done in the company is just set up a lot of user interviews to understand what is happening there better in the us so i think like the design team is involved product team is involved when we just talk to the users we just get much more real on ground insights of these users and what kind of problem you know how they go about solving their problems and what they value most you know while going about solving their problem is a 
like yeah you user interviews is i think the key to whatever you know understanding all of this yeah definitely i i can also watch for that that uh, you know qualitative research definitely helps helps a lot especially the user interviews mm-hmm. which we take where uh where where we are complete where we are introduced to a completely different way of approaching a problem or or seeing a user solve the problem in a very different manner it really like you know sheds light on the things which we wouldn't have known um but at the same time um you know uh, i think something which is super important uh which which we kind of passively do or just sometimes even actively is trying to understand the culture the, the difference in culture which comes in in both the countries right uh the us and india at the same time think things like buying behavior so i i can still remember the the first few months when i joined uh i, I would just go to youtube and watch like you know um videos on how 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 americans talk how how is it different from what we do in india how why do they shop so much in costco why do they shop so much in walmart right all these things were 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 like unknown things to me at the same time uh reading yeah. a bunch of things about how how finance is so different in the us how financial priorities are different in comparison to india really you know help me try to empathize with the user um in in the us so i think i think that's that's definitely um some something important for anyone who's trying to build in build product for another country which is which is having empathy mm-hmm. for the user and understanding the user's goals primarily so um yeah. talking about no talking about on juno um i i remember that you know you started out with juno as uh with on juno as a ux research intern and then uh-huh. you know you you moved to being a product designer which is basically a generalist role versus you know something like ux research which is a specialized role right so i probably w- would mm-hmm. love if it if you could probably talk about the differences between you know being a generalist and being a specialist and probably if you have like a preference and why do you prefer that that would also be great sure yeah so like yeah as as you mentioned i started off as a user research intern and so what i mean by a specialist is somebody you know who possesses like detailed knowledge on of a restricted topic like somebody like a motion designer a ux researcher interaction designer somebody like that and a generalist would be somebody who knows you know decent amount of each field so let's say if it's just like something like form of visual design it can be somebody who knows a bit of 3d bit of you know ui ux a bit of let's say just illustrations working on different platforms and he also has like an idea of all the things happening around design like product uh, product business in market user psychology all of these form like a big chunk of design so somebody who can find and you know take like a common denominator from each field and apply it to its design process is you know up to me like a generalist and i prefer being a generalist who you know does not spend too much time on just getting better at a one particular skill but also you know understanding all the other aspects around it and 
yeah while we are on this topic i just remember this one tweet which paras chopra posted recently uh i think he said if you are a generalist you will not be paid as highly as a specialist but you will never be out of a job so yeah so i think yeah, I can, in your early days yeah sorry i i can definitely relate to that part where <laughs> when when i was a freelancer uh as a generalist i i literally never ran out of clients or i never never ran out of projects because i had so many diverse skill set that that it i used to always get like a one or two projects out of nowhere somehow right so yeah, yeah. I, i definitely agree with that point and i think like early in your career i think it makes much more sense to be you know generalist and open to saying yes to all the design opportunities that you get like i think if i had said no to a ux research like internship like i would have been like completely you know com- in a completely different place but now you know understanding a bit of ux research understanding a bit of product design helps me a lot as a designer i think as you grow in your career you can kind of decide to become a specialist because i think even that has kind of you know its advantages like better pay if you, if you know your goal is that you get to focus on one particular thing only and also i think it is slightly helps you you know a bit more to stand out from the other designers because you are a specialist in one particular thing let yeah, i think like yeah. you end up like losing a lot of stuff in you know in your early days if you just want to be like a specialist yeah def- definitely i i think uh this this is something you know one of uh this is a topic which i discussed with one of my previous guests also where uh you know he talked about how uh a generalist designer usually has like a t shaped skill set and uh you know previously like you know a generalist designer was someone recognized as you know someone who could code or like uh use what used to happen was generalist mm. designers used to be confused with a full stack designer right where uh where the designer used to be confused with someone who could code someone who could probably do front end right but but the definition has evolved so much over time uh as, as you mentioned right things like you know business competency things like uh, uh copywriting things like understanding marketing things like having few other design related skill sets like you know motion design etc like and one of the things which you mentioned was uh, one of the important things which you mentioned was having like a t shaped skill set which is uh, mm-hmm. where the horizontal part like you know forms like you know multiple skill sets which which we were just talking about and there is one vertical part which is you know uh, having in depth knowledge about that particular area so so for so it can be like you know it, it can be something related to ux design or it can be something related to ui design or it can be something even as different as like you know ha- having just the right business acumen right which which mm-hmm. kind of defines the kind of generalist designer that person becomes yeah i i completely agree and i think like every designer should you know not focus on being a specialist early in their careers because you know like i have like i i think i value our general designer more because you know like there is first of all there is much better job security it's easier to get jobs if you are a generalist 
and you also get you know a variety of challenges to work on you get to participate in more cooler things instead of just focusing on one thing and i think when you try spending time on you know all these things like product marketing business you also get like better ideas as a designer and it's also easier to like connect dots so if there is something like how x connects y like let's say if suppose a like an example where in a business is going like you know downhill and if you are focusing as a designer only on the visual part to make it a bit better looking and stuff like you won't be able to help the company and on the other hand if you know something about let's say like human psychology or something you can just trigger the right emotions and you know uh, ultimately improve the whole user experience and i think the main reason like why i feel it is better to be a generalist early in your career is as you as you like progress in your career is just much easier to work with people from different backgrounds so it's much easier to collaborate with the product team much easier to collaborate with the engineering team as you said like knowing a bit of code always helps and marketing team it always you know helps to be like a generalist or in a career yeah definitely um coming coming to the various skill sets you know one one tries to one tries to develop when the when the other generalist right which is one of the skill sets is obviously the business competency which we were talking about so uh, you actually did like you know a, a, you were part of the very first cohort of stoa uh, stoa school so i i would probably want you to talk a bit about that probably even talk a bit about what stoa school is uh, cuz you know some of the audience might not have context about it. yep yep sir so yes as you said i was part of stoa's first the premier cohort and they have you know i think currently they are in the second cohort anybody who wants to check out stoa just go to stoaschool.com/mba uh, so they are currently running like a mba program for 6 months wherein they teach you all about you know all the things in in the mba like a crash course of sorts so basically finance marketing branding all of that and so yeah, how my journey in stoa was was that i know raj personally as a friend and i thought you know when i wanted to learn something apart from design so let's say a bit of business i think stoa would be i thought that stoa would be like a great kick starter to you know uh, help me in the whole business journey so yeah now i think the way it has helped me knowing a bit about you know after the stoa course and knowing a bit about business is i think i can just make more sense of all the numbers that we discuss in the company right like the metrics funnels the click through rate user retention all of that i think now i just understand it much better after you know going through that course and uh, i also get to have like better conversations with you know some of the top folks in the company like the founders and stuff wherein i know something about business so you know I I can just add more value to the conversation whenever we are having them, and apart from you know only like designing for business, designing for growth, I think it has also given me enough knowledge to you know build my own company also, like something. Definitely, um, that that's very true. That you know, as a designer, it's it's important for um 
a designer to also understand um, the, the business aspects of the company, not not just from a design point of view or an engineering point of view anymore, but but also the business aspects, how things are changing, how you know it it affects the way we build the product or shape the product as well. Um, you know, uh, coming to the the part where you know talking about uh, probably starting your own company, like uh, we we don't generally like you know find a lot of designers starting company. Uh, it's it's very few cases, and one of the cases which I know about is uh, is Airbnb, where uh, the founders were uh, yeah. actually like you know designers themselves. So and and you can actually see the the kind of influence the design has uh, in shaping the business and in shaping the company that Airbnb is. So probably would love to know your thoughts about how uh, you know des- designers who eventually become founders can shape products or shape design. Yep, yep. Just a- adding to that list of designers who are like great founders, right? I was just researching on it and I found out. You know, a lot of apps that I go to frequently have been built by designers. So Twitter uh, was like a designer, founder, co-founder, then, sorry, not Twitter. So Twitter and Squarecash, Jack Dorsey has had some design background, not exactly a designer, but YouTube, Notion, Airbnb. Uh, So yeah, coming to your earlier question, right? Like why i think you know founders would make like sorry why designers would make you know really good founders is that i think one key thing that uh, a designer understands is the users and their needs the interactions with the users so no not like the other people don't understand but i think the designer just spend more time understanding this than other people so it just helps them you know be better founders and so designers also craft their whole career around, you know, fast problem solving and focus about around, you know, like finding patterns, uh, doing problem analysis, discovery, uh, you know, and finding like good references. And I think that this is like the main part of design thinking, right? Like just understanding patterns, doing problem analysis, exploration. So I think this is like one key feature which helps, you know, any designer to think like a founder and grow their company to a good extent. Uh, I wouldn't say all designers will end up as good founders and not only like designers make good founders. There are a lot of, you know, like, uh, like, uh, what do you say? Like, I mean, of course it's not true completely, but yeah, designers and also because they have a lot of empathy towards the users, right? I think it just like one main thing which helps designers understand users better. That's why, you know, getting to a much better company than most of the other founders. Yeah, definitely. I th- I think the empathy part is really true that, you know, you keep the user's need first while understanding mm. the business needs as well. I think that's, that's like a perfect combination for anyone starting a company or anyone just building a product to be honest. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's that's definitely true. But uh, yeah, let's probably like you know uh, take take like uh, the conversation in another direction, which is uh, let's let's talk about you know junior designers, right? 
uh, most, most, I mean, even we are technically junior designers. We uh, yeah. and uh, something which I have noticed about you is that you know you you have been constantly growing as a designer ever since I met you, and you have been uh, constantly improving your skills as as a designer as well, right? So probably one of I would like if it if you talk more about how how designers can consistently keep growing at their roles at the same time. Uh, keep exploring new skills right that's that's something you actively do so like my advice for anyone you know who designer who wants to keep improving himself would be first would be just you know surround yourself with like driven folks they can be somebody who know less than you or more than you but as long as they are driven and they motivate you to you know become a better designer every day i think that's the main like like the biggest thing if suppose even if you find like some mentor but he is pretty relaxed because he knows a lot of things like you won't feel that motivation coming inside from you so surround yourself with like people who are driven um also don't just stick to reading or consuming content around design only read other stuff around design like it can be maybe a bit you know understanding how code works or understanding how businesses or how markets or let's say like if suppose we are working at Honjo, it's very important for us to know how the whole fintech industry works, how the market around finance works. So yeah, so don't stick to only design when it comes to, you know, improving your skill set. And also, yeah, just keep giving forward. Uh, you know, you don't essentially need to give back because I think most of the designers, like especially on Twitter, when whenever they help out other young designers, they don't expect them to help them back. But more, you know, just to give forward to other designers when you know they have some experience in their life, they can just guide the other juniors design, junior designers. So yeah, I think that would be a, like my two three points just to help these designers get better at their craft. Yeah, definitely, and I. I also really like the point about, you know, don't just stick to reading just about design, but explore other things. Uh, because I, I think I remember this tweet which said something, which was something on these lines, that um, the best UX books are not about UX, right? So yeah. I think that's, that's something that uh, people should always think about. And at the same time, uh, I clearly remember this, this podcast episode with... Uh, I, I can't recollect the guest name, but uh, he he was someone who was talking, uh, he was someone from Uber who was talking about uh, how the process of storytelling, how how uh, designers can learn the ability of storytelling through reading fiction, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. something which which I don't think is commonly like, you know, comes, on, comes as a recommendation or something, but but that's definitely true. Fiction is like, you know, reading fiction is one of the best ways to learn how to, how to do storytelling. So, so yeah, yeah. Uh, don't, don't, the advice of don't just stick to reading uh, only design related resources is definitely important. So uh, we, we have actually reached to the end of this episode. So I usually end my episodes with, uh, you know, a rapid fire question. So I usually ask my guests like five questions. So let me know whenever you're ready and we can, you know, just get started with the... Okay, so let me start with the very first question. Um, the first question is your favorite designer. So 
i think in india i think i look forward to the most is uh i think saptarshi prakash and amritpal design because they also you know of course they work at their own companies but also they have like a really good interest in doing like other side things like amritpal design has a lot of other side gigs that he does which you know really interesting definitely um the next question would be your your favorite design resource I think UI8.net, like it's just like filled with all the stuff you need. Definitely, definitely, it's 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 a really good resource. Uh, if anyone, for people who are listening, you should definitely go check it out. They have some brilliant resources which you can use. Um, coming to the next question, uh, Dribble or Behance? Behance. Okay. Uh, Twitter or Instagram? Twitter, like any day. Twitter. <laughs> One thing you wish you knew when you were starting out in design. Mm, that design is not only about UI UX. Like I thought it was only about you know designing screens and making things look prettier. But as you like learn more about design, like as you said, like it becomes like design becomes something else. Like like something like storytelling or fiction. It becomes much more. So when I started out, I think it was just about designing screens, and you know, by just growing my skill set, like like taking user interviews, doing all the user flow journeys and everything. I think, yeah, if somebody had given me that clear idea that it was not only going to be about putting pixels on screen, I think, yeah, that 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 would have been a much like I I think I would have just progressed faster as a designer. Yeah, def definitely. I and I can also personally relate to this, right? Because uh, there were so many aspects about uh, research, so many aspects about the user experience, which which I kind of never understood or kind of skipped when when you know when I was starting out as a designer. But but I'm I'm glad I realized it soon that it's it's not all about you know putting together pixels, but it's it's also mm -hmm. more on the lines of you know. How how it works and how how things function and why we are doing something or why we are taking a particular decision. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, man, we have reached all uh the end of the episode. We have finished all the questions as well. Uh. It it was super great to have you on the podcast. Uh. It uh it yep. was it Thanks. was a really Bye. fun episode. I definitely enjoyed talking about things like you know how how we build a product for another country altogether while being in India. So it it was super fun. Thank you for uh, joining me today. Um, yeah, yeah, for having me. Yeah, and I think like I hope all the people who have like you know listened to this get some insights and some help. So yep. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm sure. Uh, my conversation with you has uh, added a lot of value to the person to the people who are listening thank you so much for tuning in make sure you like share and subscribe to product stories for more such episodes